Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body and spirit. Happy Healthy You. And now, here's Connie. Everybody, welcome back to Happy Healthy You, the podcast. I'm Connie Bowman. I am still here. I have to say, I've put my podcast on hold for a while and I wasn't going to talk about this, but um, it seems like this might be a good time. By the way, I'm out on a walk today having one of my many walks probably for the day. I'm wondering how you are doing during this quarantine. Are you walking a lot as well? You know, my dog Sophie requires walks and um, we've been extending them and I'm out by myself. I was going to take a run and then you popped into my mind and I started thinking about my podcast listeners and I feel like I've been separated for too long. So here I am, I'm back and for what it's worth, I'll just share how I'm doing and I'd love to hear how you are doing. If you wanna email me, please do go to my website, ConnieBowman.com and send me a message. Let me know how you're doing. These are crazy times we're in. I, uh, I have been sheltering in place down at the beach. My husband and I had just finished a little sort of, the idea is, I'm still not, I can't even say it yet, a retirement home. <laughs> I'm not, I'm just not there yet, but it's funny before all this stuff happened, I'd been craving some time to spend in this house, this brand new house. And, you know, I wanted to get settled in it and decorate it. We'd had the intention of using it a lot this summer. And um, so here's my opportunity. Not exactly the one I had imagined, but all my yoga classes are canceled. Um, sorry, I'm out on the road. I'm going to have to move over a little bit and um, for cars. Okay, they're gone. Um, anyway, pretty much everything is canceled. And so I have this opportunity to do kind of a test run on this. Eh, I'll just call it the R house. <laughs> no, that's the name of a furniture store. Let's call it the retirement. Let's call it what it is. It will be our, oh, there's got to be a better name. Um, it will be our a reward for many years of hard work and dedication and saving, which hopefully will still be there after a while. Oh, gosh, I know there's so much on all of our minds right now. I'm, um, I'm using my daily disciplines of prayer, meditation, exercise, um, finding community in different places. My church has a regular Bible study. Um, they do it at 8.30, but I'm never out of my pajamas <laughs> by then. So I always watch it on YouTube later. St. Andrew's Glenwood, if you want to um, check them out. But so many churches 
synagogues, mosques, temples are hosting online services and Zoom meetings and oh, it's, it's kind of cool actually. I mean, who knew we had this capacity for creating, gosh, it's like pop-up community. It's really very, very cool in a way. But alongside that is the reality that people are dying. People are getting sick and dying. We have these amazing medical professionals that are literally risking their lives to be there for people. We have souls that have left the planet due to COVID-19 and other um, diseases that are not allowed a sacred ceremony to memorialize them at this time. And how sad is that for so many families? Um, so many things have been canceled, as I said. Here comes another car. Hi. <laughs> um, and, you know, weddings. Uh, we had a baby shower that was supposed to happen today as I go to record and not happening. Next week was a wedding shower. You know, it's, um, it's, it's an adjustment to, I don't even like the term new normal because as soon as we get adjusted to this new thing, it's going to change. Look, that's the way it always is. It always has been. But in these times, things are changing faster and faster and faster and faster, it seems. So these practices, these daily walks, these daily prayer times, these daily chats with friends by whatever means you choose to do it. There's so many options now, thankfully are just invaluable for us. So I hope you're taking advantage of them. And, you know, as I walk, it's really just taking one step at a time. One breath at a time. How about a little meditation? Look, I got your back. Set up a... Um, a spot where you won't be disturbed and if you are walking maybe just find a little place where you can sit down just for a few minutes it'll be short and let your eyes close or your gaze soften and just notice your body feel the rhythm of your natural breath Place your hands over your heart. Feel your heartbeat. And just let your hands rest wherever they're comfortable. We are still here, friends. We're still in this beautiful world where the sun comes up in the morning and majestically sets in the evening. 
we are still here. So let's begin to deepen the breath. Invite in a soft belly, a soft face, letting the shoulders relax down. And as you exhale, just imagine your body relaxing even more. See yourself as a Raggedy Ann doll. Totally, totally softened, relaxed. No tension in the body whatsoever. On your next inhale, we'll take it just a little bit slower, filling up the belly, the ribs, and the lungs. Pausing at the top of this inhalation to feel the fullness of the breath in the body. And then let it go slowly, slowly, intentionally releasing and letting the body relax even more. Let's take one more deep inhalation together, filling up. Pausing. And then letting go. Beautiful job. one more breath. Find a slower rhythm, a slower pace. Inviting in a slower experience of this life. circulatory system, benefits to the nervous system, and so many benefits, especially at this time for our minds. Just deepening the breath. So simple. Such a gift. Yet often I, we, forget that we have this gift. So I encourage you to use this gift, accept it, pass it on if it works well for you. And as we're breathing, be aware that right now, this very moment, there are souls for whom the breath is not coming as easily as effortlessly. And so send love to them as they are navigating their own difficult journey through all of this.
So, as I mentioned, I have been uh, taking a break from the podcast because I have been exploring the possibility of another thing that's hard to say (laughs) can't say retirement (laughs) can't say this but I will I'm exploring the possibility of um, going to seminary and diving deeper into my faith tradition of my childhood Um, it's been a process in the Episcopal Church it's called discernment and it's a long process. It's um, many years. Uh, and the first year, which I've, I'm just getting ready to complete, is all about discerning your vocation. Are you called to become a priest or a deacon or perhaps a lay person who is in more of a leadership position within the church? And so we've been reading a lot and writing a lot and meeting together to explore this together because these decisions, these important decisions happen most eloquently in community. And it's funny that I have learned this. (laughs) Here I am doing this podcast by myself. Um, I spend a lot of time in my recording studio by myself. I'm kind of an independent soul. And so for me to come into community and explore this with others who are very different from me, So many people are just on different paths and, you know, that's how it is in life. We meet different people and we travel with them in a, you know, combined effort to create something together. And in that, no matter what it is, whether it's another car, creating a community garden, or starting a book club. In that creation, in that community, we come to know one another, and despite our differences, we can learn to love one another deeply. It's really been a refreshing and wonderful opportunity for me. So that's why I have not been on the podcast of late. And this podcast may take a whole new turn very soon. So, um, but I just wanted to check in with you to see how you were doing and to see if I can offer any words that might be of comfort walking, I am just reminded of a couple of things. 
but one of the first uh, books that we read were in our discernment process was a book on the 12 steps. And for those who are not familiar with the 12-step programs, they are a brilliant spiritual practice for all of us. And the first step is one of the hardest. It's just admitting that we are powerless. That's so hard. I mean, you can just feel your ego pushing that away, right? I can see big muscles. My, my ego has big muscles pushing that idea away. But it's especially clear in these times how we don't have control over everything. We just don't. Actually, thank goodness, I wouldn't want to have control over everything. <laughs> but it's hard. It's difficult. I remember when my daughter was young and in the hospital, she had a respiratory, respiratory synesthetial virus. Maybe you've heard of it, RSV. And as the doctors explained it to me, we can very much like COVID experience RSV in different ways. So some of us have it and don't even notice the symptoms. And some of us who have underlying medical conditions like Megan did will experience RSV uh, as a life-threatening illness. And so she was hospitalized with it and on oxygen. And of course I was staying with her the whole time, sleeping on the floor on a mat. Very comfortable actually, surprisingly. <laughs> and um, one day the nurse came in and here Megan's been, you know, she's like three. It's a toddler, imagine a toddler confined to a hospital bed with oxygen. Here comes a car. And um, you just the feeling of she has no control. And, you know, when you get to be two and three years old, you're starting to want some power and control. You're starting to say no and, you know, realize who you are in this world and, you know, put your foot down. And there's a lot of that. Maybe some of you recognize that right now with your kids. And so the nurse came in with her breakfast menu and she asked Megan whether she would like oatmeal or pancakes and gave her the choice. And I thought, wow, this is really cool. She's finally got some choices here as opposed to, you know, being so confined. Time, 48 minutes, 39 seconds. Okay. Distance, three miles. Average pace, 16, 13 per mile. Well, that's a slow mile, but it's worth it. <laughs> I'm walking with you. So anyway, back to the hospital room. So she gave her the choice of oatmeal or pancakes, and I looked at Megan, and a big smile came on her face, and she chose those pancakes with gusto, and she was like, oh, yes, pancakes. And she asked for orange juice. And, you know, I knew that that was... That was a real bright spot because there are some things, even under these dire circumstances, that we can control. 
I was meeting with a group by Zoom, of course, the other day. It's a group of women and we call, it's called the Wisdom Circle, which is pretty cool. We read sacred scripture and we read some of the um, Gnostic Gospels, which are very rich and some poetry. And then we sit and meditate for like 20 minutes. And then we have these really deep conversations. It's really very enlightening. And out of that came some really great suggestions for coping with this um, lack of lack of what is it? (laughs) Lack of freedom, really. And one woman suggested, and it's funny because I had forgotten that I wrote about this in Back to Happy, my book, um, when I was going through grief after Megan finally died when she was six, I was so distraught and feeling so grief-stricken that I just barely could find myself able to get out of bed. And so for me, the practice was to make a list of everything I had to do that day. And that list sometimes was something as simple as brushing my teeth. I'm sure you can relate. brush my teeth but I have not gotten out of my pajamas (laughs) there's a lot of pictures going around social media of a lot of people in their PJs comfy looking PJs too so but making that list and keeping something of a schedule that's why having that daily bible study I think is very very helpful for some people because at the same time or daily yoga practice I have a friend Heather shout out to Heather Jefferson She's awesome. I've been taking her yoga classes um, every day at 10. She does a Facebook Live. And just having that regularity provides that sense of stability in a world that's so very unstable. And then, of course, the big takeaway from our Zoom wisdom circle was to get really still and to find a way to get comfortable with that stillness. For those of us with monkey minds and naturally active bodies, making ourselves sit or lie down and take time to just get quiet comes not so easily but a regular practice so this is why this can be called a gift this quarantine which by the way quarantine I looked it up just because I'm like that and one of the definitions was a 40 day away for 40 days, being being um, isolated for 40 days, which I thought was interesting as this is in the Christian religion, the time of Lent. That's pretty interesting and cool for me anyway. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> 
I'm walking, I'm walking, I'm walking, and I'm losing my train of thought. So maybe it's time to bring this podcast to a close. But I just want you to know that I am thinking of you. I'm sending you love. And if there's any grace that can spill out of me at this time, I offer it up. I remind you to stay close to your family in whatever way you can. Stay close to your friends and your loved ones. Check in on those who might be alone. Make your list. If that sounds like something you could choose and be happy about. Fill your day with all those things that you weren't able to do or felt like you weren't able to do prior to this quarantine. And then here's my prayer for all of us. My prayer is that we will have such a bigger picture of what our lives could be after this is all over. And how maybe the way we were living our lives could be, I mean, we don't have to throw everything out, but they could be modified so that there is room for joy, for exercise, for prayer, for family, for God, whatever God you worship. I hope you will go a little bit deeper into the faith that draws you most deeply and find some time to pray and get still and notice what what changes for you this is a time of not knowing and perhaps this practice of being out of control getting kind of quiet and breathing through it will take us to the other side with more clarity with more appreciation and gratitude and with a deeper connection to our souls. So many blessings, my friends. I will see you on the other side, one way or the other.